Hey, sweetie. God always taught me to have me to, to share things with you so much. Oh, God. Just to have dreams prophetically like that. About things, you know. Oh, God. He showed me so much of demonic forces. Demonic realms. And God took me all the way to the day of judgment for Satan and every demon under his influence. And what happened was, it was a big party. A very demonic, dark party. Every demon that represents every form of evil by word. Whether it's a demon of lust, a demon of greed, a demon of, oh God, fornication, adultery, you know, theft, whatever that's evil by name that represents a demon. And they were just partying with everything evil in the party. All kinds of evil substance, heals uh, everything. Then all of a sudden, the party got out of control. Right before Christ came in his glory to judge them, the party got out of control. It's like they went from having so much demonic fun, enjoying being in lust, enjoying being evil, to all of a sudden they begin to turn on each other. And as they turned on each other, they were taking all kinds of evil substances, like I said, pills and everything. And one demon took too many. It usually could be able to take how many, but that day is like the truth was exposed in front of their eyes for the very, to- very first time. And the truth was Christ himself coming back the way he did. And they were all burning They were all feeling the burn within before they felt the fire. They felt the fire before they saw and felt the fire, if you know what I mean. And they all began, God showed me to hear what gnashing of teeth is. Because when I read that, I was like, what? That is amazing to just, what? To describe it in that type of way, gnashing. And I can hear the gnashing of their teeth. They... It's like a a scream, a cry, a moan that has an echo. And Christ, instead of Christ, when they saw Christ there standing before them, they were begging him to stop the burning, give us something for the burning. And before he released to them eternal fire, it's like he had an extinguisher. But, you know, usually an extinguisher, it puts out the fire. But the extinguisher that he had set the fire. It released the fire. And he released the fire upon them like a big, like a extinguisher. It was just extinguishing fire, not no water. It was fire instead. And all you could hear is them groaning and gnashing the teeth and just crying in agony and pain. Like to get it, to help it stop, stop it, stop it. And it can never Ever stop for Christ to show me that. Jesus Christ.
there were a lot of deceit and defile. Every evil thing that you can think of that represents a demon. And they all have one last lustful, deceitful, evil party. How they do before they begin to turn on themselves before Christ approached. How amazing for God to show me something like that. And the thing about it is Satan already know. These dreams are getting very, very, I'm trying to tell you. And I'm not even afraid of it. Today, Christ had me to meditate on Psalm 23, but uh, I forgot which verse, I mean, you know, which actually number verse, but it was walking through the valley of the shadow of death. I will fear no evil for thou art with me. New Living Translation, be around, no, around when evil is present. I would not be afraid, for you would never leave me. And Christ said, meditate on that. No, don't ever be afraid of evil present, because I am always with you. That, sweetheart, my entire walk, uh, these dreams been that way. And I used to always try to find stay awake pills. My young adult years, I used to drink alcohol and try to stay awake or even to go to sleep or not be afraid to go to sleep because of what I was, God would take me to the pit and show me things, demonic things. And being face to face with a demon is nothing pleasurable. Being around Satan himself is nothing pleasurable. You understand? I was like, my God. And I couldn't stand it. And all of a sudden, in this season, the less afraid I became. But then sometimes in the dream, I'd be like, Christ, why do I feel like I want to exit out these dreams so fast? When I wake up and know all my authority, why well, I'm not using it there? So you're coming up higher in it. But I want you to meditate. You know, when evil is present, know that I am with you, for I will never leave you. Know that. Because every time I have an encounter demonically like that in a dream, like I told you that time, Satan sent a demon instead of himself. We were in a pit, and it seemed like to be a very dark mansion. And I couldn't, you know, it's like I was being overtaken by this demon. He was trying to take my voice, my sound. All of a sudden, I hear Christ coming down the steps. He was already in the room present, but he wanted me to know that I'm coming. I'm here by coming down the steps. Like, even if I'm upstairs, I'm still here. And I looked up and looked at the demon and said, he's here. Demon got so scared. But times like that, it felt like Christ's not in the room, but Christ showed me he's in the room. He let me know, I want you to know that I am here without you looking around for me to show up to be here. A lot of times we look for Christ to show up, waiting for Christ to show up. Be quiet for him to be in the room or give praise so he can enter in the room. We ushering you in. He's already here. He's already here. 
He said, I will never ever leave. I am with you. Whatever we do, he is there. Seriously. He showed me what it looked like. The last encounter I had like that was this afternoon when I had a nap. He put, you know, took me to a sudden sleep just to give me an encounter again. Because his, his encounters are teaching me spiritually what he's preparing me to do. And when you go out with such boldness, you're going against every demon that you know you already have power over. But people are still being influenced by them. And you cannot be afraid. And I was in this room and all of a sudden I feel a presence coming. I'm like, you know, I keep asking, you know, is it you, God? Is it Satan? Which one is it when y'all coming in the room? Because I'm used to having both encounters. But Christ trying to have me to determine which encounter it is before you even call. And all of a sudden, I see Christ standing there. I see his shoulder. I see his height. I see his hair. But he did not show his face. And all of a sudden, I see his mouth open up and put it over my mouth. And he began to just, it's like, it became like a vacuum. And it felt like he was taking everything out. But he was actually placing much more things within through a suction. You know how you give somebody CPR and you breathing life into them? He was doing the opposite, but things were being put in me. He was sucking it out, but while he was sucking it out, things were being put in. And ever since Christ did that, Satan been begging for me not to marry you, sweetheart. He been trying to disguise things and God been exposing his blind and exposing what's going to happen to him on judgment day and I'm starting to see more details. God. Satan disguised himself in a demon as to be two angels to protect me. Like they were sent by God to protect me in a dream. And as I lay between these two demons that was dressed up appearing to be like angels, but the angel forms they looked like was like two pharaohs. One was, you know, Egyptian. The other one was Greek. And the one that appeared to be the Egyptian one was actually Satan. But they was commissioned to protect me, you know, from the hands of the enemy. And they kept trying. But only Satan, the one that was like the pharaoh of the Egyptian, I was like, something ain't right with this. This ain't, this ain't no encounter I'm supposed to have. But God wouldn't allow me to see or be aware to feel that this was Satan in disguise. He just had me to feel that something wasn't right. Now, when I have encounters like that, I had so many. Thank God for the gifting. But a lot of times I try to wake myself up because I couldn't bear to see any more of the demonic forces. And God would deny my request by having me to see it through. Because if you don't see it through, 
You don't see the glory. You understand? You don't see his helping hand. You don't, you're not going to know how to use your authority. You're not going to know how to, you know, you know, exercise your dominion. If you keep trying to tap out, God don't want me to tap out in these dreams as I was growing up. So I, he kept denying my request. I'm like, no, wake me up. He's like, no, I'm not waking you up. See it through. I don't want to be here. Be here. See it through. Jesus Christ. <sighs> so the, the Egyptian appearing to like an angel, I kept saying, you not, this don't seem right. I need to wake up out this dream. God like, no, stay here. He kept denying my request about five times. I was getting a little, you know, frustrated. Like, come on, man. I don't want to be here with this. I don't even feel comfortable here. God say, see it through. And he don't say it. He just deny your request. And that's his way of saying, see it through. And I said, okay, I'm going to see it through. And all of a sudden, the angel, I mean, the, the demon that appeared to be an angel, which I didn't know was a demon, kept being fidgety, which was Satan. Kept being so fidgety, like, I don't like this plan. I know I'm here to protect you as an angel, to make sure the plan go into, you know, action. But I don't like this plan. Please don't marry this man. Let him marry somebody else. Don't let him marry you. Don't marry him. It just don't seem right to me. He tried to portray himself to be an angel who's trying to look out for me in his, in his best interest. Like, God's plan is not okay. I just sense something about the plan regarding this man. It could have been anything else about the plan. You know, my anointing, my this. He didn't want me to marry you at all. As I'm looking at the other, you know, appear to be an, an king angel. The one that looked like he appeared to be Greek. He wouldn't turn over at all. And I kept tapping him. Look, something not right with this, you know, this angel. And he kept saying, it is. He would not turn around. He would act like he was sleepy. It is. He's, he, he, he is an angel. You know, he's an angel. He's an angel. Don't, just don't, you know, just be quiet about undermining who he is. He's an angel. He's an angel. He's an angel. But he wouldn't turn around. And I said, I'm going to marry this man. Then once I said that, I woke up. And as I woke up, God had me to wait to see that, to answer that, to see that encounter. He didn't want me to tap out that. He wanted me to see all the ways how Satan can disguise himself. And it's always in the form of an angel. When he comes by himself, in a dream to deceive you. I'm aware of that now, Father. Thank you for not allowing me to tap out. But the fact is how sneaky and conniving he really is. And God had me to encounter that. That's why he didn't also have me to tap out. And the demon that didn't turn around, who portrayed to be an, an angel that appeared to look like he's from Greece wouldn't turn around because he knew that I would call him out on his disguise because if I could know Satan's disguise, knew that something was wrong with Satan's disguise, then I also would definitely know there's something wrong with his if he's under Satan. He wouldn't turn around. He just kept saying, he all right, you know, he's an angel. Listen, you know, to him. They are so threatened by what God has called me and you to do together, sweetheart. But there's nothing he can do about it. 
But I want you to watch what you say and continue to be led by God to do what you do. Because Satan is that sneaky. He do not want you with me. It could be any other thing that Satan tried to pinpoint. He don't want this marriage to come to pass. So God had me to feel. That's why he didn't have me to tap out. He wanted me to feel, see everything about that encounter. God's plan is at hand for me marrying you. Satan see that. And he tried to beg me to let you marry anybody else but me. I don't want you with her. I don't want you with him. Because he already know what's to happen. It don't matter what kind of suddenlies. Just know that Christ is for you. And he's also with you. We don't have to cry out or call out for Christ. He's already here. He want you to feel that he's here. And Christ said to me, Would I release unto any of you, and you don't release it back to me, that means you did not believe. Because if you don't receive, you don't believe. And if you do receive, you release it back. When you receive my love first for you, you release it back to me in your worship, in your praise, in your giving of thanks, in your trust, in your faith as you serve. If you have faith in me, I feel that coming back from you. But if I don't feel anything in return that I release, you just do not believe because you didn't receive it. And that goes for any of us. If you do not receive the healing that he released, that's because you just do not believe. If you do not receive the prosperity that he released unto you, it's because you just do not believe. Because you didn't receive. There's no excuse to the receiving. It's either you receive or you don't. And it's clearly seen to those who receive because those who ones who walk in the manifestation. You understand. I woke up to talk to you. Satan appeared to be in a closet, peeping out with one eye, shaking and shimmering. Shivering. I mean, the shiver is like such a waver of a spirit. You can't even stand still. Shaking, so afraid. Satan can't even keep still right now. And I mean with a shiver, not going this place or that place, I mean be still. I mean he's trembling so much. He's walking around trembling. Everything he does is a tremble because of this glory that's upon our lives. When I say us, I mean everybody. I thank God for the gift. I'm understanding it more and more. It's not easy to even just see 
you know, God giving warnings for people and myself. A heads up for what not to do or this will happen. Or this is, you know, or Satan's plan. This is set up to happen. Cast it down. And here's my glory in the future. Things to come. Expect these things. And what get me, sweetheart, is that the things that I have cast down, that I have written, and so many other things I didn't even write, that these people I never met would never have these encounters that Satan had to set up. And it all started when God gave me a dream one time about a very close family member who got so desperate for money that they they went and um, got lured into you know robbing a bank and went in so desperately they didn't have no face cover on, but got out with all the money that they wanted to have. And everybody that supposed to have been in on it with them ditched out. So the person was stuck by themselves with that crime. And the thing about it is, the person got away with the money, but they was like, we got your face on camera. The farther you stay away, the more time it be added on, your years. For robbery, robbery with a, a weapon, and all kinds of charges. And God told me to call that family member up. That's a warning, because they're about to do that. I said, Father... I ain't about to call nobody and say nothing like that. God said, if you don't call them and that happened, that's blood on your hands. I called the person and told them what God said. See, some things got to give you a word to tell somebody right there, immediately in the midst of them about to do it. And then God also, most of the time, he has showed me ahead of time before they even get an idea on what's to come. Now, they don't even have a clue that that was set up to happen. All people all around the world, different continents, different places. I'm not the only one with this gift, but I thank God that, you know, I'm starting to understand it more, sweetie. It's not easy. Sometimes I, um, you know, I'm so used to it when I try to run so much from the demonic forces ones. See, the ones of the warnings I can take, but some of them I got to still sit up. Like, when, if I'm home with you, God is having you to be aware of what, you know, you look forward to with me. Sometimes when I have it, I sit up at least about five minutes and go back to bed after I write down what God has given me. And because I, if I don't sit up, sometimes I can wake myself up out of it. God will release me from that. Or sometimes God will not release me from the dream. He want me to see it through. But he know if it comes too much for me to take, he'll release me from it. And I wake up suddenly or wake myself up out of it. But tonight God was like, I'm not waking you up out of this. You got to see this through. I'm trying to wake myself out of it. I'm not wake myself up out of it. That's how much I was trying. It took that much of experience to know what to do. And God was like, uh-uh, I'm not, I'm not, I'm not accepting that request right now. You got to see this through. But I hear you. I want you to know I'm hearing you. I'm not ignoring you, but you got to see this through. And when I woke up, I had to sit up for five minutes because sometimes if I go back to sleep so suddenly, I'm right back where I left off in that dream. And a lot of times that happened, I'd be so mad at myself. Why did you fall back to sleep so fast? And I'm aware of that in the dream. Why did you fall to sleep so fast? Now you're back into this dream that you should have stayed up a little five minutes more for, not to see this. So sometimes I got to do whatever, you know, sit up actually and not just try to sit up in the bed because I would doze back off.
when I sit up in the bed, and sometimes when God is, you know, had me see it all through, I might still get up and just sit up because it's, it's not, you know, mm, to see what's supposed to happen upon a person that would not happen. My God. My God. <sighs> I can see every demon for what they look like due to what the title of their name represents. For the demon of lust, mm, looks very, very demonic and nasty. The demon of greed looks very, very greedy and nasty. The demon of fornication looks very, very nasty. And they operate what they represent. People have no idea that <sighs> what happens when you invite a demon in, especially due to fornication. Oh God, the demon of fornication is ridiculous. It's more than one. Jesus Christ. I will have a day when I just talk about and get feedback. God God have me to have, you know, an audience where they can just hear encounters like these and get feedback from theirs because it's people also out here who can, you know, we all encountered supernatural encounters. And it's nothing like when we all get together, you know, whoever want to, you know, speak out on their encounter so others can hear. Trust me, it's amazing. I see it already. It just keeps us engaged supernaturally. But Christ showed me when he come back to, and when he approached Satan in them, before he released them into eternal fire, they felt it before they got in there. And before they felt it, they began to turn on themselves. The ones who was, you know, influenced people to do drugs. They were doing the drugs in this big old evil party. All these pills and all, all these narcotics. But all of a sudden, the narcotics began to overtake them. They used to be able to, you know, enjoy that quote unquote, you know, evil doing. And all of a sudden, they begin to realize it for the first time. It's bad. They felt the bad. The effects of the bad. When Christ was approaching, they begin to OD on pills and uh, fornication begin to be unpleasurable. Everything. Oh my God, yo. And they was like, release us from this fire. Stop the burning. Stop the do whatever it takes to stop the burning. And the flames, it's like, you know, a big fire extinguisher, but it was releasing fire instead of a release. And you could see it burnt within them. It burnt right through them. And it stayed there. Don't go anywhere. You just feel that burn. And he have heaven to wither away and have hell to be how it is. 
which means we can no longer hear any of that. When I say we, I mean he, Christ. Nothing Satan can do about that. Every time I go to sleep, the dreams are getting very, very intense. But it's very, very, uh, you know, prophetic. It's still not pleasurable to encounter demonic forces. No, it's not. Who wants to encounter evil? But I am. <sighs> you know how many of you, you know, got past the passage about Satan and how God created him and how he got kicked out of the kingdom. I know a lot of us, you know, we still receive that, you know, because it happens and we move on to the other scriptures and read the word. I'm just stuck right there. Even though I've read other, so many other, you know, books of the Bible, so many chapters, I'm just stuck right there. Because this is not no once upon a time type of story that you may look or even in a magazine or something that you may just write. This really happened. There was an archangel who wanted to be worshipped and got kicked out. And now his plan desires to try to kill, still destroy the will of God and throughout life because his is destroyed. Many of you, you know, probably, you know, will have the mindset, we understand, now you go into the store and you go, you know, continue on with your day. Here I am in this bedroom, still stuck right there. Like two days later, I'm still right there. We both read the same thing the same time. And yet two days later, I'm still stuck like this. You done moved on, but you received it. And yet I'm still stuck like, what? What? There is no, you got to be kidding me. What? This really happened. How in the world? What? There is an archangel who wanted to be worshipped and got everything stripped and kicked out along with other angels. Now you reap eternal fire? What? There is nothing, no one, nothing can do about what's already written. Whether you possess it or not, it is still so. 
No one or nothing can stop Christ from coming. And nothing that Satan can ever do or say or any demon to stop them from receiving eternal fire. I seen it myself that day tonight. And that was the most horrific party that they had before Christ came. And they turned on themselves and began to feel the burn. And they thought Christ was coming and they were begging him to relieve it. Because they saw goodness, they saw mercy, they saw love, they saw kindness. But it is written. They were begging and pleading for him to release that burn. And what he did was release the fire instead. They wanted him to release water, but he released fire. That's all he showed me and that. That's all I need to see, to be honest. It has me sitting up when he showed me stuff like that. It has me sitting up and being, you know, not overwhelmed but stunned. That we don't even see naturally what take place spiritually as the Satan and his demonic forces. Now, we can see in the spiritual realm, but not like in the physical, because there is no physical. And that's what God is teaching us to see more supernaturally, that it becomes that natural as if it is physical. If we could believe in what we cannot see as much as we can believe in the things, and much more than the things that we can believe that we can see, Jesus Christ, that's what glory is. That's what God is doing now. Having us to believe more. Trust more. By his glory. And all of that comes from, you know, faith. And all of that is from honor. You know? Jesus Christ. And Christ is here right now with me and you. Not even able to physically see, but spiritually know he is here. I called on his name. He said, call on me as if you know I'm already in the room and not for me to show up and sit right in front of you. I'm taking you up higher in that when you call on my name. You don't call for me to come. You call because you know I'm already here. I'm just, I'm just, I'm just stunned. I'm stunned. Who can go to bed after something like that? That something's supposed to take place like that. I'm like, what? And Satan remember exactly what that day was like when you did that. And then he got a sign to say, keep out. God. 
What do you have me to do right now? Receive. Receive. And then I see an angel who's commissioned to watch me in that dream when Satan and the demons try to disguise himself. Before Satan could do anything, God had grant him to do that. Same he did with Lot, perfect testimony. I mean, excuse me, Job, perfect testimony. If you get, take away the things you're giving him, he wouldn't worship you as he do. He wouldn't praise you. He wouldn't serve you. Then take the things away. Can I take them away? I'll let you do that. But just don't take his life. And God would do that just to have you prosper and not fall. And God prospered me tonight by having a dream with Satan and a demon, but disguising themselves as two angels trying to protect me, you know, in God's plan for my life against the enemy who's trying to kill, still destroy the plan away from me. But I just couldn't, I just couldn't sit still about their presence because they just didn't seem like no ordinary angel. And God knew I was, I was, you know, detecting that. He wanted me to still see it through. And when I woke up, the angel that God had to watch them in the dream, because you can only do what God allowed you to do, especially Satan. You can't do no further than that. But I allowed you to do. And he showed me an angel that's made out of feathers. And I mean, these are not just no soft feathers, but they are soft. You get what I'm saying? They're very sharp, but not dangerously sharp where it can, you know, hurt. It's like the eye, the eyebrows is made of, you know, feathers, you know, different angles of feathers put together. His hair, everything was made out of feathers. Very detailed, very strong. And he sat up and looked at me and said, I'm here for you. But I only saw him when I woke up from that dream of Satan and the demon in disguise. He said, I wasn't going to allow anything to happen to you in that dream because I was sitting here to protect you in it without you knowing I was there. Jesus Christ. <sighs> My God. I'm encountering things like this and people out here worrying about bills. There is nothing God cannot do. There is nothing that we cannot do. God is sparing a lot of people right now who supposedly even had a suddenly, you know, premature death due to it could be an overdose, a sudden car accident, a gunshot wound, a sudden anything. He's sparing a lot right now for this glory that is here. And he showed me by having a lot of them in prison, been isolated. Because if they was not behind the four walls of that prison, they would not have been here. Many of them, majority of them. 
And I mean those who are in there and have not received their justice. That's what I mean. That's what God means. Those who are in, in there for being falsely accused. They're coming out for such a time as this. And God was just protecting their lives, sparing their lives. And he spared them even in the four walls of the prison. A lot of them endured a lot of hard punishments. Wondering, why me? Why this? What I do? I'm sparing you. He kept Joseph in that prison for such a time. And he know he didn't do anything wrong. Same for your life. God spared you and I for such a time. Be grateful because many went home prematurely before the time, but still engaged on the time because they're in the kingdom, if you know what I mean. God is just showing us the giftings that he placed within us so much more for you to know how powerful you really are as a child of God. When we say uniquely made, he's showing you what uniquely made is regarding what he put on the inside of you. And he is blowing my mind. Excuse me. Hallelujah. All right, let me get off here for now, sweetie. Greater is he who's in me than he is in the world.